the North Remembers Podcast Championship Edition. Playoffs. The reigning, defending, undisputed champion of the world. And welcome to the North Remembers podcast. I'm John Schmidt, joined by Rennie Lesperance. It's been a while since we've last talked. Uh, Rennie, going back to mid to early November here, it's good to be back. Uh, holidays are upon us, and COVID's behind me, so I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, the quarantine's passed. Always a tough time of year to get back on the podcast, you know, starting with the uh, you know Thanksgiving break and hunting shack, you know, getting out into the woods and outside of, of the real world for you, and then just busy with work and busy with uh, family events on my end. So, you know, it was imperative that we got together this week as we have championship week ahead of us. So we had to get some, you know, some po- a podcast out for the culture. <laughs> Definitely. And just talking with people like uh, like Heidi. Uh, I know she heard their whole family there, Paul and Elijah, and they really look forward to listening to this. So I'm sorry to them that we've deprived them of, of the podcast for so long. So hopefully this is a good one for them here. Unfortunately for them. None of them are in the hunt here in the playoffs, but they definitely played a role. Uh, the last three weeks, Elijah and, and uh, Paul and Avery won the high score all three weeks. Um, and Paul and Avery ended up knocking me out of the top spot as I wanted into the second spot. So I'd play Warhawks with his team been, you know, struggling a lot of the year to score points. And sure enough, that cost me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of drama the last few weeks as it played down the stretch as we got back into divisional play um you know races weren't that tight and for two of them there was still up in the air in aew i mean you know last week everything was set already but going into that second last week of uh you know of, of play you know that one was still up for grabs and obviously those two ties came into big play and i know we talk about ties year in and year out and it really came into a play this year it sure did. I mean, two ties for Warhawks, too. The same team getting two of them. And uh, the tie with D-Ball, uh, I haven't looked deep enough into the all of the possible tiebreaker scenarios. But if I remember right, when I was looking at it, D-Ball, without that tie, jumps waiver-wired and is in the playoffs, if I remember that right. So it goes to show you're one point away sometimes uh, from being in the playoffs and not being in the playoffs. Yeah. 
Exactly. And same girl on fire, too. You'd have to look at the tiebreakers on that one. She wins the division and is in, potentially. Um, you know, we didn't dig that deep. Uh, you know, we ran out of time, you know, in, in advance of this. But, you know, certainly a big storyline to the end of the year. And Warhawks sort of almost backdoors into the playoffs as he was on fire early in the year and sort of regressed a little bit down the stretch but held on long enough. Uh, to get into the playoffs, and that's all that matters. You want to be one of those four teams because look what's happening now. Yeah, and, and both Warhawks and Waiver Wired, which I didn't realize uh, is actually a bigger story than uh, than Warhawks even, uh, got outscored this season. Points for, less than points against, uh, uh, 1090 for Waiver Wired, 1147 against, and 1099 for Warhawks, and 1134 against. Uh, and we were looking, digging into the uh, the league history there, and only one other time back in 2017, the hippie chicks, Heidi, the first year, uh, she uh, made the playoffs uh, with being outscored. So uh, kind of history here. Only the second time we've seen it in two teams, mind you, get into the playoffs with that this year. 50% of the teams. Unbelievable. Which is why, you know, it's, it's, it's like betting every year. That's what makes it fun. You just never know. It's matchups every single week, week in, week out. You know, uh, you know, buys come into play, injuries come into play, and you have to win some of those low-scoring games. You know, um, because it, it, it's just about getting that victory at the end or tie. You know, now yeah. we know the tie. But yeah, unbelievable. Waiver wired, who had a great, great um, winning streak down the stretch to really propel himself into the playoffs. Yeah, both of us until uh, my loss there in uh, in week 14, the final uh, week of the regular season, we're on those big streaks. And sometimes, you know, if you're really feeling good like Warhawks did back in that 2017 season, when you're 13-1, and one, you think nobody's going to stop you. But in my case, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, it's only a matter of time. It takes one bad game potentially uh, from one of my stars to maybe keep me out of it. But you look at this first week of playoffs, me and Warhawks going head to head. I really like my chances. And after that Thursday game, I really liked my chances. Even with Mahomes putting up 40 points, I got 31 points out of Kelsey. So I negated a lot of the points. And it, the crazy thing with that game is he had Daryl Williams going only one point from him. And I'm looking at the end of the third quarter and he's got five points, I think, including Mahomes. And I had seven points at the time. Uh, so you know what I mean? Like it, it's crazy what happened in that last 15 to 17 minutes of that game uh, leading to, you know, some some big numbers there. And then you look over at uh, my quarterback and he only puts up four points. Worst game of Tom Brady's career. And I think that was my undoing. The absolute worst time to have the game, right? I mean, you could have taken that any other week and would have been fine. Number one position rank in the league this year for quarterback. Fifth yep. round draft pick, great pickup, great spot to pick him up in your draft. You know, averaging twenty seven point three points, and uh, it was probably a little higher before this week, and, and he puts up four. Just an absolute killer. So absolute killer. Might not have been enough, anyways. Warhawks came through with a pretty big week, but you know that just sort of sealed the deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he puts up uh, if he puts up thirty points, we got a tie. Uh, thirty more points, we got a tie. And thirty four points for Brady's pretty, you know, seems pedestrian a lot of weeks. Like it's just you expect him to do that, and that's where I got in trouble, especially with some of my other players not living up to the billing. Uh, and the biggest one I think for me this week uh, was that Packers defense against Baltimore, because once again I'm playing against Mark Andrews on Warhawks squad there, 
And I texted Paul quite a bit before and during that game with just a premonition of things to come. And I was like, you know what? 31 points from Kelsey is great. I could just see Mark Andrews, who was the number one ranked tight end going into the week. So it's not like he couldn't put up that kind of numbers. It's just really bad timing to have him do that. And, you know, almost got that two-point conversion late to really put the nail in the coffin on me. Uh, but it just killed me. Zero points from the Packers. D, 25 from Andrews. Uh, and then he gets 14 points from that Vikings defense, too, <laughs> against the Bears. And what a terrible game that was. Uh, but he comes away with 14 points. And the rest of his team, other than, obviously, Mahomes, didn't really do much. Yeah. Well, when you get 40 out of Mahomes, that's huge. And 25 out of your tight end. I mean, that's just, you know, a big, big game. You know, 31, you obviously, you you beat the, the Andrews. Just a huge matchup this week for tight ends in that one. Andrews versus Kelsey, number one versus number two, right? Yep. But, you know, you look at matchups and we just, we were talking about that before. You pick Packers, you got a backup quarterback. You got Packers playing really well. You expect Rodgers to, you know, he's been playing really well. Control the ball, put up some points. And then maybe you get some sacks or an interception or two, right? Maybe they put up a little bit of points, but you get a couple sacks or interceptions and they just threw up an absolute stinker. And, you know, that goes into our next game too, and we'll get there in a minute. Hunley, the backup to Jackson for waiver wired, right? Who he didn't pick up, which is ironic. So matchups are so important. Tom Brady, you know, the one week, your first week of the playoffs, and he's playing like the kryptonite to him. You know, the one team that stops him the last two years outside of the playoffs. So heartbreak for Nature Boy Martinis too. You know, I really thought, you know, your team was was hot going into the end of the season and looked like the team to beat um, was sort of the way things were shaking out at the end of the year. Yeah, I feel like the uh, I feel like the Packers in real life. I just can't get over that hump. Actually, I'm getting further than most of the years to the championship game, but uh, just can't get over that hump. Playing for third place, so I can still get my money back, but it, it definitely stings. Uh, after you know, I, I was looking at all the numbers and the projections of how many points I could score, and just the way things were going for me, I thought I was in pretty good shape. So. Hurts to lose, but, you know, it all comes down to who did I play in the first round, and I could have played Waiver Wired, who only puts up 56 points against uh, Hodor's Hodor's, 91 points for Nick. Nick going to the championship. Yeah, and for Warhawks, 101 points, a nice week. You know, I mean, he got enough out of his other players. You know, yeah. Stefan Diggs, I think, had a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, he just got enough done. And, and 101 is, is to lose to 101, you don't feel bad about, right? I mean, that's a, that's a good, solid week. That's what we saw in the beginning of the year for him. And, his, and Patrick Mahomes led him the way, which is huge. You just get on the board almost 50 points out of that one player. Yep. And, and you know, you get in, anything can happen. So, and you see that. And, and uh, you know, like you said, this is the one you usually a wild card seems to be the team that's really hot getting into it. And you don't want to play them the first round. Well, you threw out all the statistics on this one and it just waiver wired had a five or six game winning streak towards the end of the year and was playing really well. And he only gets 56 this week. And just decimated by injuries and COVID uh, scenarios uh, there. And uh, we can just take a look too for him going ahead this week in his third place game. I just heard today, uh, right before the podcast, that New Orleans has both their quarterbacks uh, in COVID uh, protocol now. So it looks like they're going to be uh, digging deep in the well there. So you're going to see him probably searching, unless Jackson will be back this week. I haven't heard yet. But uh, if he's not, uh, that could be some trouble for waiver wired. But let's look at that game against Hordor's Hordor's. And, you know, for Nick, Jalen Hurts, scary start, negative points. And actually, waiver wired was projected to win for a while there uh, during that game against Washington. Uh, 
And sure enough, what a big come through there. And then Cooper Cup seems like we're saying that every week. 25 points, a big week for him, and uh, that pretty much secured the win. Number one receiver in the league, and those are the guys get a ride into the playoffs. Um, multiple touchdowns, I think. So, um, you know, just an absolute big week. 25 points, Jalen Hurts rushing. You know, he made the mistake earlier in the year trying to play up matchups, and it bit him a little bit. And I think he's been riding Jalen for most of the rest of the year, so which is the right call just because he gets those rushing touchdowns and, and stick with it this week, and he gets his 28 points. Yeah, and especially after uh, only getting six points and five points, respectively, from Connor and Edmonds, the two Arizona backs, against the Detroit Lions, and the Lions come out with a 30-12 to 12 win in that one. So Arizona definitely not going in the right direction, but I think he can, and we'll get to this when we look at the championship game, but I think he can compensate for that by looking at his bench. He's got some people on the on the bench that have been playing better, like Don, you look at uh, Dante Foreman, uh, 12 points there for Tennessee. Um, so he seems like to be a guy that's definitely going to be, you know, running the rock a lot more uh, there with, you know, with, of course, with Henry still being out. Um, and then you look at a tight end position, zero points from Tyler Conklin there. The Vikings don't really have much going on, but Waller not playing. So that'll be something to look at going forward. And like we said, for uh, for uh, waiver wired, it's just a matter of are people actually going to put up their potential numbers that they can put up? Because if they don't, you're going to look at zero points like Odell Beckham. Uh, we, we got Gibson who can go for, you know, 10, 15, 20 points, but sometimes he's only good for three. So I don't know what team I'm going to see coming up this week, but I know that Nick played him at the right time and waiver wired goes down for the first time in weeks. Yeah, you know, in a game that mattered and, and Taysom Hill goes with the Taysom Hill angle, assuming, you know, I don't have any inside, but assuming, you know, angling on the rushing touchdowns, right? Yep. You know, not a bad play by any means in regards to his options. But if he goes with Huntley, who puts up 39, you know, it's a closer game, certainly. Mm-hmm. But y- you can't blame him on that. No one knew, knew what Huntley would do for no. the most part. And he looked really good against the Packers. I mean, yeah. that's why you you played the Packers D, you know. But exactly. There's a reason I played them because I didn't think that, you know, even against some of these uh, better quarterbacks this year that can run the ball, the Packers tend to get sacks and or get turnovers, and they got neither. Uh, so, yeah, Huntley almost looked like a carbon copy of Jackson out there at times. Yeah, and uh, Odell Beckham, zero points, you know, just horrible game. Um, you know, could have used Michael Pittman, who's played well for him since that trade. Yep. You know, he got Michael Pittman and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who came back from injury. That was looking rough there for a little bit for him, but he's come back and it's looked pretty good, but he only gets six points this week. So, you know, just not enough touchdowns this week for waiver-wired, and, and now he's playing third place. Yep, and and let's get right into those games this week. Uh, just short, uh, quickly go over that third place game. Playing to get the money back, so it's nothing to nothing to scoff about. But just looking here at the matchup, and uh, you know it comes down to that quarterback position. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill. They're not playing until Monday, but I'm pretty sure he'll be out. I haven't gone into the the COVID protocols to really look into that. So we'll see if Jackson plays. But uh, some good matchups for uh, Antonio Gibson. Looking here at his. Uh, at his matchup this week against Dallas. And if there's one thing you can do against Dallas this year, you can run the ball uh, on them. So we'll see if uh, if he has a big game on Sunday night there. And then once again, we're talking about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Is he going to show up like last year? Or is he going to be kind of putrid like he's been a lot of the weeks this year? So, uh, And then, of course, Allen and Beckham Jr. at the wide receiver position, we know what they can do. Uh, so he's got a pretty solid lineup at just that quarterback position is the big question mark. Yeah, and... 
he's got to get healthy and he's got to get Jackson back. I mean, I think that's going to be the key for him. You know, Jackson's just such a beast in our league yep. with what he can do throwing and running the ball. Uh, without him, I think it's an uphill battle. Yep, and for me, uh, it's going to come down to what happens uh, <laughs> What happens with Brady. Is he going to respond this week, or is that team really in trouble? Because you know, with the injuries that they got now, they do got Antonio Brown coming back this week. So that's a big, you know, that's a big, okay, what's he going to actually do? What's he going to put up as far as as far as numbers? But, uh, you know, Gronk might be getting a, a big chunk of volume this week. Um, but, you know, and then Fournette's out now. So I saw they even brought in uh, Le'Veon Bell there to Tampa Bay. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, and then you look over at the, uh, the Packers playing against Cleveland and what kind of Cleveland team is going to be coming into Lambeau on Christmas. I think I'm going to stick with them uh, this week. So uh, just those two with the weeks that they had prior, I think they're looking to bounce back. And then, you know, at running back, I think I got to play Miles Sanders this week. He's been hot over 100 yards and a touchdown uh, the last two weeks since he's been back from injury. And I just don't know if I can trust Jacobs. He, he's serviceable. He'll get me six to ten points maybe. But that's it. And same with Zeke. He hasn't been doing that much lately. So I think i got to get some new blood in there. And I'll, out, of one, out of those three backs, I think Miles Sanders is guaranteed to play for me. Yeah, and a nice little pickup that you got from me, you know. No inside trader deals there going on, I can assure you. No no talk about it at all. That was a drop for necessity on my end. But he has. He's, he played better the last few weeks than he had all year. He was absolute garbage all year. Yeah. And uh, a lot of question marks in Philly about him. You know, I know a little bit about him more than other players because he was on my team. But everyone just kept going, why isn't Miles getting the ball? And I was asking myself that all year, you know, what the F's going on over there. But... Um, you know, nice pickup for a backup. Josh Jacobs has had inconsistent year with being on the field, right? I mean, that's yeah. what it feels like. Kind of banged up, you know, issues out there. And then, of course, the Raiders always just have their off-the-field issues, which just destroyed their year. They're still in it, but, uh, you know, a good one-two punch. You got two starters there, Ezekiel Elliott, Miles Sanders. They're tough to contend with. You've had those two good receivers all year, Johnson Lamb, who got the ball, you know, a lot this year. You know, if Packers can get a few points for you, you'll be all right. I like Tom Brady in that one. And Kelsey, too. Don't forget about him. You know, we didn't even mention him yet. Yeah, yeah, first-round pick, right? I mean, so, you know, just a given there. But I like Tom Brady bouncing back. You know, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but it just feels like he seems to come back pretty strong after a poor outing. Yep. Uh, So I'm not going to pick my game. I hope I win so I can at least have something to hang my hat on this season. But that uh, that second place trophy is finally leaving my house and going somewhere else. So we'll see where that ends up and where the belt ends up. And uh, that brings us to the big matchup here. We got uh, we got Warhawks and we got Hodor's Hodor's and previous matchup week 10 Warhawks 106 Hodor's Hodor's 88. So, uh, you know, Warhawks has his number right now and uh, we'll see, you know, he just put up 100 points uh, in the playoffs, but Hodor's Hodor's put up some decent points, too. So it's going to come down to all those question marks on their lineup. Is Waller going to play this week? How's Jalen Hurts doing? He's questionable. James Conner's questionable. And I see that they got Jeff Wilson Hoarders, hoarders in the lineup. I was thinking about picking him up myself, but didn't need to waste the dollar because I'm not going to play him, and this is the last week. So I think it's a good pickup for him uh, with uh, with Elijah. Uh, Elijah, what's his name? Is Elijah Cummings? Or no, that's the, that's the representative uh, <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> what's I can't remember his last name, but Elijah something for the 49ers. Um, he's he's out, I think, with a concussion. Yeah, and and um, you know this is what you play for. This is what we signed up for in the beginning of the year. You pay your your dues, 
and it all comes down to being in this position and, and it feels like Warhawks has been there a lot outside of your team you know probably been the most consistent here I, I got to imagine you know Nick is just chomping at the bit there just <laughs> super eager super excited I know he's you know I know that household gives it you know a lot of effort in, in terms of you know paying attention to the league the, the stats you know getting into it you know I love that household in terms of what they do a lot like you know the Morales household so you know exciting for Nick to be in it is this his first championship game it is as far as I and definitely in our league it is yeah he's always had those heartbreaks in one way shape or form where he gets the injuries or something else happens and we thought it would happen again this year when Henry gets hurt and he just kept going and kept going and finished with the best record in the league well, tied, right? Didn't you oh, have? Yeah, we tied, but he had the tiebreaker. He beat me head to head, so. <laughs> so I'll give yeah, him that. Yeah, so I'll... you know he gets he gets the number one seed. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, you know, had a great year, and, and these two teams, at least for the first half, were definitely the best two. Uh, you came on strong in the, in the second half, and um, you know Warhawks has been here a lot. So exciting for Nick to try to take over Warhawks, and Warhawks is looking at what being the first two-time champion. Yeah, he sure is. And, you know, Mahomes and that Kansas City team are definitely on a roll now. They're the Vegas favorites uh, to win the whole thing now. So uh, Mahomes, I think, is he, you, there was even a highlight I saw of him saying, we're back, baby, or I'm back, baby. Uh, they had the slow motion of him saying that the other night. So he's got his swag back. But the question comes down to what's Darrell Williams going to do in that game at running back? What's Ronald Jones going to do for Tampa in that situation? But the most interesting thing I can see right now Amon Ra, St. Brown from the Lions, sitting in the starting lineup against Atlanta. Uh, could that be the plug and play that wins him the championship, Renny? <laughs> Daring move. I mean, that's, you know, Warhawks has gotten by with pretty mediocre running back play all year. That's pretty unusual for fantasy football. Yeah. Um, and he's managed to plug and play all year on that role, but he's, you know, he's had Tyler Lockett and Stefan Diggs in there, two really good wide receivers so you know Tyler Lockett is out um mm-hmm. I don't know his status he's out for sure it looks like so that really hurts him this week you know having him yeah he's out I think he's out still just like Valdez Scanling, who's out for Nick uh who just you know he's coming on strong and and Nick wouldn't play him anyway with Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup you're playing them every week so it doesn't affect him as much as it does Warhawks but I've never seen that name I'm on Ross St. Brown, actually, and I do a lot of research. Uh, Got to dig deep under the Detroit roster to see that one. So I'm pretty excited to see uh, what he does, that Atlanta-Detroit game. I might have my eyes glued to that a little bit more. <laughs> His brother is on the Packers, St. Brown. Oh, that's Equinemia, St. Brown's brother? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he's a rookie. Um, he's the guy that caught the winning touchdown against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. Really? That's great. Well, yeah, that's going to be a, it big, is. a big plug and play. And then Mark Andrews at Cincinnati, uh, he has a similar week. Uh, but maybe this is the week finally Nick drafted Waller really high. But see, I believe a second round pick. Um, so we'll see if he lives up to the billing that he you know, expected all season. And he finally will get back to that again. And I think that could be the, the matchup that determines the win here is going to be those two tight ends. Yeah, Darren Waller, a bit of a, a downer for him this year in terms of tight end. Only, you know, 14th ranked position. He's been out a little bit, you know, but that team is just kind of in disarray and he gets double teamed a lot. So, you know, it's, you know, Mark Andrews gets open 
He gets a lot of, of throws, but yep. they still got some decent. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown's pretty good for the Ravens. Yep. And now they've had that that one guy from the Gophers who started playing Bateman. Right. He's pretty yep. decent too. You know, they're they're good enough that you can't just concentrate on Andrews the whole time. Whereas like the Raiders, they got Hunter Renfro, but all you're gonna get out of him is a, a three to five yard play, right? Yep. So Waller needs to come on strong. If Waller has a big game to match Andrews, he'll have a good shot this week. I do like Nick on this one, but I don't know. I'm sticking with Warhawks. He surprised me all year. He's just managed to get the wins. I'm picking an upset this week with Warhawks with St. Brown playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm going to be like uh, Michael Irvin, uh, how he always picks the Cowboys. I'm going to pick my brother because I have to. I got to stick with that loyalty. Even though I, I'm a little worried looking at that Mahomes, uh, Mahomes uh, and Mark Andrews combination, I think that his wide receivers will overcome that, and I think those wide wide receivers by themselves can pretty much win him the game as long as Hertz has a serviceable game. So I'm going 97, 91, Hodors, Hodors for the championship. All right, we got two <laughs> different opinions here. We got some entertainment at least on the podcast. You know, Mahomes against Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh D is terrible. Just terrible. So, they are, so that's what scares me. But maybe he, you know, he he blew his wad last week against the, uh, in that game where uh, he, he lit it up with Kelsey and they had some big, 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 big numbers. So we'll see what happens. So um, looking forward to watching all these games play out. I'm hoping to get third place. Good luck, Chris French. And good job, everybody, for a great season here. And uh, make sure I'll let you know all the do's. Uh, I'll put it out here on pretty pretty quickly the final dues and i was looking at the numbers and it looks like uh first place is going to be a little over like 410 to 415 ish and then second place is right around that 200 mark uh so you know you're playing for some good money here so uh looking forward to seeing who comes out on top yeah get your dues paid get them over to johnny check or venmo or whatever he's using these days and um get those paid 15th of january we're not doing a gathering for the league right Nope, we're, we're going to push it back to March uh, just with everything with Omicron and COVID and uh, just in terms of other stuff I got going on too. I got a party for Natalie uh, the the, uh, the week after, so it just made sense uh, for us just to move it. And then February's kind of jumbled for a lot of us, so I figured March, hopefully we can get everybody here too. That'd be great. Uh, and maybe things will be a little more calmed down at that point in the uh, in the state and the country as a whole, uh, hopefully. So uh, that's the plan. So uh, I think we will have another, we're going to have another podcast to wrap everything up though once the championship's done here. So we can kind of let you know more at that point too. Yeah. And then if you want to start thinking about, you know, we do March and uh, March or April, whenever we get it, that might be an opportunity too to bring forth uh, your thoughts on the league, any proposed changes, things like that. So those can be discussed uh, in, in the off season. Yep, and I will be getting the belt uh, from Heidi. She's bringing it up just so we can, uh, I can present it at least to Nick sooner rather than later, or to, or to Will. Uh, so um, we'll we'll see what happens uh, with that game, and I will be able to get you your belt regardless of when the party is uh, sooner than later, and I can get that second place uh, little Academy Award trophy to the person that finishes second too. So best of luck to everybody. Rennie, it was good uh, good talking to you again here, having a podcast, and uh, looking forward to watching these uh, championship games. That's right. Good luck, everybody. All right. Well, for Rennie Lesbrands, I'm John Schmidt. Thanks for joining us here for the championship edition of the North Remembers podcast, where we are just a few days away for finding out who's going to become the new king of the North. <laughs>